Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Earthquakes. We're writing a song about them both. We protesters and earthquakes. Yeah, we're writing a new song for Liquor and Vindables. <laughs> new stand-up comedy. Liquor and Vinda. <laughs> Baby Jones, I'm Annie Potatoes. Let's go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we are recording today. I it mean, is Wednesday, the 22nd of September 2021. We had an earthquake here in Melbourne this morning. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Oh my. Look at your pictures are still I know, all askew. I know. I've got to redo a few of my pictures. Oh I've done my gosh. a few, but I've got to get around and do more. What a. What an unsettling feeling that is to have the, the whole earth shake I know, underneath it shook you. for 20 seconds. Did you know that? Because I felt it for t- 10 seconds and, you know, that's a really long time, 10 seconds. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, it just kept going mm-hmm. like for yeah. another 10 and yeah. you're like, what's going on? <laughs> I thought I was on a cruise. I'm I thought cruise. I was back on the fest at Ariana having some <laughs> bad prawns at the buffet. Well, we I I am. Um, with the captain. I've so just come. When is it time to our turn to have dinner with the captain? <laughs> when are we going to have dinner with the captain? The love oh shit! Don't. Here comes Margaret again. Why? Why did we talk to her on that first day, Richard? Why are we even on a cruise? Yeah, God! Oh, here comes the here comes the waves again. Shit! <laughs> shit! Not only are you on a make believe cruise, but you're also Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. Love I'm it. a Kiwi on a cruise, cruise with my husband Richard. Yeah, and we ended up talking. We started talking to a woman on the first day, and we have regretted it ever since. They have earthquakes in. In New Zealand, don't they? Yeah, aren't they on a line? Like, there is a Mm. line. Um, Mm. My friend who I walk a dog with every day, a dog, our dogs, every day, she was saying, oh, this is nothing. She said, I lived in Taiwan for six years and we would do drills every week because there was that many earthquakes. When I was in Peru... That that's part of your onboarding in your in the office. Oh right. They tell you to stand in a doorway. Yeah. Um, Did you have one over there? No, but no. I was in one in Bali. Oh, that's right. And um, it was. Remember that time you? Were, that's the same time you were in Bali. We were FaceTiming, and the monkeys started letting themselves in through your window, yes. and you freaked out and ran into your oh bathroom. My God, the monkeys were stealing the sugar like it was cocaine. Yes, that, it, it is. It is. For them. I was in the 1989 Newcastle earthquake. I Were was asleep. you? I wagged from school and I was at home asleep in bed. It was like 9am or something and really? it shook me out of bed. I thought someone was holding my leg and shaking me awake. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was big time. Yeah, unsettling stuff. I mean, who would have thought September earthquakes? Yeah, you know what? It's kind of like the year we're living in now. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah. an earthquake. Yeah. You know, you f- just flick over the TV, you see that, then you see the stupid, I'm not going to say protests because they're not, oh. riots. They are not protests. They that are, are happening. Riots. They don't even know what a real protest is. You know, protests are done for a good reason. Yeah. And they are not yeah. protesting for freedom. 
because they no. would already be protesting. There was a guy I heard saw on that Avi Yemeni's fucking awful rebel news something and he was like, I wish I'd come out earlier. I'm here because I've lost my job. And we're like, I'm thinking, you. that's why you're there. You are so self-centred. Mm-hmm. People have lost their jobs 18 months ago and exactly. haven't had another one. And you've lost your job this week. Yeah, and, and also didn't... A huge tantrum. Yeah, and also didn't run to the streets with energy drinks as missiles and yeah, snorting cocaine and... Urine. Yeah. They yeah. pissed into bottles and threw, and threw them at journalists. Like disgusting animals yeah that's what they are they are actual disgusting animals and they should be extremely ashamed and anyone that supports that yeah get fucked yeah you should be embarrassed and ashamed one good thing that comes out of anything as you know always silver lining yeah the bloody tweets and memes Yes. Oh, and they've been red hot today. Okay. You yes. haven't seen any? I haven't seen any, I've no. been crying with laughter at okay, some good. of them. So I'll just read out a few. You let me know okay. what you think. Right. So um, th- here's my first one. Can someone please explain to me how an earthquake from Mansfield was allowed to travel into Melbourne without a permit? <laughs> I don't know why I'm still Kiwi, but fuck, it's good. That's so good. Can someone please explain that to me? That's great. That's that is so that is pretty good. Yep. Is that an earthquake? <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy waking up in the morning. <laughs> <Dead> <laughs> fucking dead Andrew. This was from Dr. Matt Agnew, um, bachelor, who who is a scientist. So yeah. I love a bit of science scientist yeah. um, humor. Yep. <laughs> was it really an earthquake or was it a tectonic weapon? Can we trust seismologists who'd spend decades researching <laughs> this? Is it Bill Ga- is Bill Gates involved? Earthquakes rearranged is squeak hater. Do you do your own research about what's really going on? <laughs> do we hate squeaks? own research that's my new favorite thing as well and I I saw Clementine's argument to that the other day I think it was Clementine about do your own research and she's like you know newsflash doing your own research doesn't mean googling something and it's like years and years and years of research and years at university (laughs) to learn how to be a researcher and doing so much numbers and (laughs) Try like being able to learn how to study studies. Yeah, but we love to say it. Do your research. Do your own research. AKA Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's this is a good one. Like clockwork, nation braces for next natural disaster after Scott Morrison goes on vacation. Have you noticed that he's never here when things like when things like it's like he can't leave anymore. That's so true. He can't leave anymore. Yeah. He's not allowed. Morrison on Melbourne earthquake, Gladys Berejiklian would never have allowed an earthquake to happen in Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Can't stay indoors, house will fall down. Can't go outside, you'll get the virus. Can't go into the city, angry mob. Hashtag visit Melbourne. (laughs) Most livable city. Yeah. Okay, these are the good ones. These are the ones that I had me really lolling. Okay. Good reminder that when the end of the world does come, our first instinct will be to live tweet some dumb jokes, which is <laughs> just what I'm reading out now. Like these came out so quickly. So quickly. We're on it. They might have felt it, but I don't think this is my favourite. <laughs> okay. 
this is what had me lolling. All right. They might have felt it, but I don't think people from Sydney will ever truly understand what it was like to live through Victoria's <laughs> earthquake. So, yeah, anyway, we can always uh, rely on that kind of stuff and it gets me through. Does, has that made you feel a little less anxious? That ha- actually, it has. It, that and the wine. And the wine. Yeah, I'd say I've more got, the wine. I've got to say. Yeah, I've been feeling really, yeah, like some, like a real like heavy in my chest. And, well, and I I'm, think a lot of people, you're probably at that point. This was this has happened to a lot of people in different stages of our pandemic and right. lockdown. Like this is I the reckon last this straw is a, kind your of catalyst. Thing. Yeah, not mm. catalyst. That's your yeah last straw. Like you've finally gone. Oh Jesus! Yeah, oh, Jesus. yeah. I um yeah. I'm just I'm hearing like noises upstairs, or I'll I'll hear something and I'll ju- it just I just get that like because it it, yeah. it was so noisy. I don't know. Was it noisy for you? It was so no. noisy. No, it where wasn't I was noisy for me. Just and I hear a noise now, and I'm like, <gasps> "Is that gonna? Is that gonna be?" You're on edge. I'm on edge. That's what it's done to you. I'm on. I'm really whole, on edge. The whole thing, I think, has has built up to today, where you're on. You've you're now on edge. Mm. You know, you have dealt yeah. so far. Yeah, you've coped, and now you've kind of like your adrenals are a bit exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I think you I'll know. do this. Have dinner and go to bed. Yeah, yeah loving this podcast why don't you rate and review us that's it also follow us now i think it's called follow it's not subscribe yeah. anymore there's a little plus button just yeah. push it follow us and you'll get a little tick and we'll be like there you go followed yeah Boom. give us Done. five stars also you can follow us on instagram we're at textury underscore podcast and also now on tiktok because that's what all the cool kids are doing yeah at chickstery podcast ratchet <laughs> Um, let's talk about the show that we that you suggested last yeah, week. It was your turn. Yeah, Juanita. And I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure how many of our listeners have watched it. Let us know. Um, I thought yeah, it was... Yeah, what do you think? Her, like that whole story is really fascinating. Yeah. Really fascinating. And I'm really glad that they have made some kind of documentary, but not some kind of documentary, a documentary about it. But I was actually really disappointed in, in the documentary itself. Um, mm. That it wasn't done by uh, an investigative journalist. Yeah, it really, there was a real. Um, you could really tell. Yeah, you? but having it, it was. If in case you haven't watched it, it was done by her niece, her niece and her um, far, far cousin. I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, so it was just they fought with each other. Um, mm. One of them took the reins, and I don't know that she should have. Um, it was no Caro, put it that way. It was no Caro Meldrum. No. It, it certainly wasn't. So and it, they also, really, they're not... It made it clunky. Yeah, and they're not journalists and they had to do no. some pretty serious interviews. That's right. And they really, really dodged them. Like, not dodged them, they fudged them. Yeah. Um, by yeah. not being journalists. Like, they yeah. had yeah. opportunities to... Oh my goodness! With a great journalist, yeah. that would have been yes. such a coup. Yeah, you're right. It did. It that did spoil it. I mean, because but she sh- is such a story. Yeah, the story is incredible. I'll tell you what I liked about it. Wow! All that footage. Yeah, the footage. You know what? How Can I tell you something really weird about? Please do. 
Um, okay, so a little bit in, in case you haven't watched it, um, it's about a woman called Juanita Nielsen who was who has gone missing and assumed murdered, mm-hmm. um, and assumed murdered by um, people gangsters, kind of crime. Um, underbelly. Abe Saffron's. Yeah, from downwards, Pe- people. whether yeah. Abe Saffron ordered it or not, or um, Victoria Street in the King in King's Cross, she lived in it. She was fighting really hard to not have the houses that were trying to be bought out from a guy called Frank Tiemann, who was a part of a property group who were trying to buy out the old houses in Victoria mm. Street. And she went missing from that. So anyway, what Frank Tiemann was trying to develop and ended up developing was Victoria Point. They mm-hmm. call it Victoria Point. So that's a building in mm-hmm. Victoria Street. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking before it had been built, they didn't show any of it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sure I worked in Victoria Point as a nanny. I used to look after a little boy called Joseph. Um, dad's lived down the road near me in Roslyn mm-hmm. Gardens. And his mum, he lived with, so he shared houses. Yeah. Uh, he had a single mum. So two gay dads, one single mum. Yes. Do you remember? That's right, I do remember. Little boy used to dress like Superman all the time. He was very, very smart. Yeah, I remember the dad. I remember the dad, the that dads. dynamic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the mum, yeah. Anyway, um, Kristen lived there with Joseph. And you know what? That building was so out of place in there it was ugly yeah it was it has the worst um architecture Architect, yeah. like going yep. in there there was all, nothing made sense right and everyone that was there was unhappy right everyone i dealt with bad in the juju. foyer it bad had juju. bad juju like big That's time so bad juju interesting i had my car broken into while it was in there uh, yeah, um yeah, yeah. like it was just yeah, yeah it wasn't no one was allowed to walk their dogs on the foyer but everyone was allowed to own dogs in the building so you had to lift your dog from the lift to the front door even if it was like a big dog if it was a big dog you had people in the building the residents they had um carts that they would oh, put their dogs in really yeah it was ridiculous so yeah it was it was a really weird thing because i wow. really disliked the building i liked how i disliked how ugly it was I, it was just so weird and then i was like i'm thinking watching it going i bet that's that building mm, yeah that ugly ugly building you were you were tapped in and i wonder in. if she's in the concrete there well, I mean, that's the other thing, right? He was a de- the developer. There was probably, oh, God. There was a, I was listening to another podcast. Have you ever listened to Glenn Robbins and Dave O'Neill's podcast? I have not, no. Um, it, it's a very funny podcast. Um, they always have two topics that somehow relate, like somehow. It's very funny. But they were talking one episode about this guy was telling Glenn who was um, building a pool next door um he was asking him all about mm. have you been asked to put a dead body in your concrete and he was like no i haven't he said but there's a, a whole thing you know about that they don't get that money from the gangsters and they the dead body comes at a certain time when the concrete's coming and it gets buried oh and, and he said all across melbourne you've got dead bodies in buildings, wow. in pools, in concrete everywhere. Wow. And I'm like, well, what? well, of course, of course this is happening. So I've got another recommendation that I think we should all watch. 
Oh yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think we could all watch something mm. again? Yeah. What if what what it's you on got? SBS mm-hmm. and it's called First Ladies. Oh, okay. okay. So it's about all the women who have been first ladies, the the wives of presidents. Oh, so that I think would be that would good. be really fascinating and something that. Um, you know, yeah. maybe one episode we could devote to politics, women in politics or something like mm. that. What do you think? That could be next week's. All right. Well, why don't we watch that this week? It's a six-parter. So oh, let's good. get two episodes okay. in and we'll talk about it next week. Because this week we've got – we said last week that we would talk about women in law enforcement. We did. But we do did. you have any other recommendations for shows? I was just going to mention I've been watching the new show on Foxtel. Mm-hmm. I've been watching two new shows. Scenes from a Marriage, which Oh, yeah. I haven't, haven't started that. I don't think I want to watch anything like that. Devastatingly. Mm. It kind of rem- looks like good, the, the trailer looks like couples therapy. You know, the really good doco on yes. SBS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not interested Yeah, in relationship therapy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's really hard to watch. Mm. Really, really hard to watch. Like it's it's all dialogue, um, but the acting is incredible. Yeah, and I love that they they start it at every episode. They follow the actor into the yeah. scene, so oh. they are them as the actor. So the last episode, and it has nothing to do with the show, right? So last episode, the wow. first episode, they follow the the woman and this episode they follow the guy as if he's arriving on set right and yeah. it's but it's real so he's like yeah blah 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 and the people come up to him they're like oh I just want to chat to you about this line and he's like yeah cool and they hand him a wow. they hand him his iPod and he you know his iPod his iPhone because he's got to be listening to music in the in his scene and and then he's like okay which one do I okay cool cool and they're like right is everyone right okay ready set set and then he gets into bed and then he's like and he's he starts on. acting. Wow. It's I would watch – I'm going to watch it for that. Incredible. And there's something about – at the beginning of each episode yes. or is it at the beginning of each scene? At the beginning of each episode because each okay. episode is kind of a scene. But it makes it makes the performance of that actor so much more important yeah. because you've just, you just seen see this get person into switch. Into character. Incredible actors. It's inc- oh, it's, and then so the whole time you're watching it you're thinking – we just watched this guy walk onto set yeah, and now and he's, he's being that person. Yeah. Which is a really uh, unusual tactic. I've yeah, never... I've never ever heard of that before. Never heard of that it's before. It's brilliant. But got it's it. so modern. And apparently people are losing it at their chemistry. Oscar mm. Isaac and Jessica Chastain. And I love her. I think she's such an amazing oh, actress. She's incredible. Um, they were in Cannes for the premiere of it. They walked the red carpet together and flirted with each other and she put her arm up and he kissed her upper arm on the inside. Is that that? Yeah. And when everyone, he smelled, yes, he smelt her. And that was all for the promo of it. It's brilliant. It's so That good. is incredible because he's obsessed with her. Right. Obsessed with her. Right. And stuff happens that you think like – yeah, watch it. Watch Maybe it. I will watch it. Yeah, I think you'll it like does it. Sounds good not... as an actor mm. myself. I think you will really I, yeah, enjoy we'll, it. Might get a lot out of yeah. it. That's great. So this week, this week, women, women in 
law Women enforcement. In law enforcement. So it actually literally is a Skyhook song. Women in, in uniform. We don't know the word. We don't know. Hey Siri, play Women in Uniform by Skyhooks. I did a dance to this song in year nine on stage. Can you do it for my drama? Can you? Can you please do it? Well, the dance. I don't remember how it went. Oh, I do remember how it went. Oh my god. Oh my god, she's getting up. She's doing it. Oh, oh, she's marching. Oh, she's saluting. Oh, she's saluting. She was Oh, she's remembering it. Oh my god, it's all coming back. Oh my god, it's all marching and saluting and marching. It was a lot of that. And we all had to rip our uniforms off. Yeah, you and did. Underneath was all, you know, sexy and yes. And I was so fat that I wore a skirt under my skirt and my brother was in the front row of the auditorium and he was like and everyone, when I ripped my skirt off, he went, oh, <laughs> like that, you know, like brothers yeah. do. Yeah. Like yeah. he kind of went, oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, God, it was good times. Okay, so I've got a chicken the now for this episode. Okay. Good. And then you can do the chicken, chicken the history, history, which is oh, how we roll. Good day. Yeah. I'm glad because I'm prepared for yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Good. I'm prepared for that too. Okay, uh, so... This is an incredible story that I came across. I've been getting back into TED Talks. Yeah. I love a TED Talk. TED Talks are great. I love a TED Talk before I go to sleep at night. That's my kind of nighttime. Oh, yeah. You know, I've I've stopped watching murder documentaries in bed. Good. So I wanted to talk about a woman called Kim Worthy. She's uh, the first African-American woman to serve as a county prosecutor in Michigan. Okay. In 2009, the assistant prosecutor, Robert Spader, called her up and said, "Uh, boss, we have a problem. What was the problem? And she said... Was he related to James Spader? No, he wasn't. He did a show called Blacklist and and (laughs) that was a crime show. So just saying. as well. Okay. Um, No, so what had happened was he said to her on the phone... um, We've just discovered a massive stockpile of what? Of rape kits. No. Sitting in a warehouse. That hadn't been processed. That the Detroit Police Department had used as overflow storage for evidence. What does that mean? So there was 11,431 sexual assault kits been used. ranging from 1984 to 2009 and none of them had been submitted for testing. Oh, my God. What year? I've got goosebumps 84? telling this story again. Yeah. From 1984 to 2009. No. No. So this was in 2009 and the assistant prosecutor called Kim Worthy and said, Boss, we've got a problem. We've got a – that's a big problem. We've just found these kids. So she – on in this TED Talk, she's amazing, but she's like – she's like, you know, at the time Detroit um, was going through – they had just prosecuted the um, mayor of the town. They were having – it was a really bad time for Detroit. They were bankrupt as a um, – as a – County? County. Yep. 
And um, so she was like, not under my watch, not today, Satan. Mm-mm. So she was on a mission to make sure that every single test got processed, every single kit got tested and processed, mm-hmm. and that every single kit was investigated, and that every single um, investigation had a victim centered approach. For, for every single one of them. Did they get any um, prosecutions? Just wait. Okay. <clears throat> so at the time, the city of Detroit was in bankruptcy, as I said, and she couldn't get any funding no. for from anyone. So to process these kits, it, take, it you know, it's t- costs a lot of money. Yeah. And so she formed a public-private partnership to raise funds to test all of the kits. Donations were given by citizens from all over the United States. The project received grants and funding from the National Institute for Justice, the state of Michigan, and the New York District Attorney's Office as well. Wow. At the time, so previously what was happening was police officers had the sole discretion on whether or not they – whether um, they would and when they would get the te- get the kits tested. So that, that belonged to the police officers. So she wanted to take – she's like, the first step is I'm taking that power away from the yep. police officers. Absolutely. And she passed a state law to say that the police don't have any jurisdiction over that anymore and Good. it has to happen. Good. She petitioned for state legislation that sets out a timeline for the submission of kits for testing. And then she thought there's all these there's all these kits that happen and they all they're all going from place to place and they're moving around and they're going through the you know the chain of command yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And she's like there she said there's she's like I didn't want to invent the wheel. There's a company who already does this. So she contacted USP. And she asked them to come up with a process to scan and track every single kit and implemented a statewide tracking system that allows victims as well to follow the progression of their own DNA testing kit. So in 2019, 10 years after all the kits had been discovered, it led to hundreds of arrests. Good. Although some were a little too late. In one case... A 2002 rape was linked to a man who was incarcerated for three murders he committed in the seven years after that rape he committed. Oh, oh should that, those police should be so ashamed. And there's Shame. numerous stories yeah, like, like that. that of these women. that's exactly what comes to your mind immediately mm. when rape kits have not been processed. You think, well, how many people have not been charged yeah therefore how many people are still were still out Mm. doing that if not worse yeah and and that every single kit is a person that's a person exactly that's a that's a eleven thousand people that's a lot of fucking raping yeah and nothing done about it that's disgusting put into a warehouse into a storage facility i mean lucky that they even kept them i I mean just what i thought i'm so glad that they did they were dumb enough to do that yeah i know so from now on that's 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 um the stupid privileged entitled brain that they yeah. don't even care enough yeah, yeah. to get rid, rid of, of the it. evidence. Mm. They were just like, just put it over there. I won't get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I'll be long gone Not if my they problem ever get anymore. processed. I know. It's just <laughs> extraordinary, right? And, and Sorry. Sissy's got Sissy. that proper. I know. Sis. Sis. Yeah. Okay, good girl. 
Good girl. Pete's finally gone to bed. I know. I know. Oh. Isn't that an extraordinary story? It really is. So because of Kim now, the, the, the power's been taken away from the police. Good. Every single kit has to be tested Good. and it's tracked and, and it's scanned tracked. That's the and most tracked. important thing is that there's no getting away with nope. it anymore. No. Nope. No. Nope. Jesus. So Kim Worthy, we you, salute you. You are amazing. We do salute you. Jeez Louise. Wowza. Clap, clap, That's clap, a good clap, woman clap. in law enforcement. So on to our chicken history for today in law enforcement. But before you do that, mm-hmm. I wanted to set the scene and give everyone a little bit of a timeline. You know, yeah, I like good. a bit of research. Um, so I did a little bit of a timeline of women in policing. So, I mean, oh, we okay. could go yeah, to yeah. like different um, areas of law enforcement. You know, right. there's coroners and yeah. prosecutors and judges and uh, lawyers. Lawyers. So the first police... Uh, officer, women police officers that we know of in Australia. Oh, I know them because one of them is my – the other one oh, that you didn't do. Oh, you're doing Maud. I'm doing Maud. Oh, my God, that's fabulous. Yeah, so Maud and Lillian yep. were our first they two police. First. So 1915. At the time, there were 2,661 police officers in the New South Wales for, force. Um, they were not the um, – Maud and Lillian were not the only first women employed as police officers in New South Wales, but also the first in Australia. In 1946, the Premier at the time approves more women to join the force and the number of police women grows to 36. And women yeah. are made permanent employees. So before that, they were just volunteers. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, 1948, the women developed their own uniform. Right. And it's based on a military uniform with a male police cap. Yeah. Uh, 1968, there's now 70 female special constables. So they weren't even allowed still yet to be given the recognition of being called a policewoman. Um, And a departmental decision um, is going to allow women to keep working after they get married. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. In 1974, women detectives are issued with firearms. Finally, what were they doing before that? They were not. They, they were weren't allowed to do anything. Tr- oh my lord! Uh, well, they're too emotional to hold a weapon. Thank you. Exactly. And who knows what they would have done with it? They didn't get handcuffs until 1975. Oh, so they got a gun before they got a handcuff? No, detectives got a gun. Police women still don't have guns. Detectives have guns. Our police women have guns. No, I'm talking at oh, this then. time. Yeah, okay. I thought you were talking no. now. But they were allowed to have handcuffs. Right. That was in 1975. Um, firearms only became a standard issue for all police women in 1979. Um, they were also provided with the same training as men. And, uh, and then in 1984, there's 720 women now in the New South Wales Police Force. So it keeps growing. Mm. Um, we get the first police woman's assigned to the water police, water rats, in 1986. Oh, wow. uh, in 2001, we get our first female police commissioner, Christine Nixon. Christine Nixon, we and all know her. then uh, 2015 rolls around. It's been 100 years of women in policing and 50 years since they're officially sworn in. 
as wow. constables. So they – so just think about that. They worked for 50 years mm. before they were like actually sworn in yeah. as, as proper full power, oh, full wow. powers, the full powers of a police officer. Wow. Um, so women traditionally worked in juvenile facilities. They handled crimes involving female offenders or they performed clerical tasks. Yeah, Tracy, of course. Tracy, yeah. you file this for me, Dal? Not in my job description, Trevor. I'd just do it anyway, just you mole. do it, Tracy, you mole. Just do what we say or I'll tell you right now, you won't have a job here for very bloody long or you'll be the new tea lady <laughs> on construction sites in the city. At the tea rooms. <laughs> Anyhow, so tell us all about Maud. Well, yeah, I looked up. I wanted to do that. Who is this woman? And I liked her photo. Okay. And there's not a lot about Maud, mm. but what there is is interesting enough. Maud Marion Rhodes, born 1878, lived till 1956. Mm. Um, in 1915, the New South Wales Police Department advertised for two female special constable positions. Around 400 women applied, mm-hmm. with the successful applicants being Maud Rhodes, an inspector for the State Children Relief Department, and Lillian Armfield, a nurse at Callum Park Mental Hospital. Yeah. Rhodes and Armfield's employment was welcomed by many women's organisations around Australia. Their duties involved dealing with women on both sides of the law, either detecting female offenders or protecting innocent women, girls and children. Wearing plain clothes, they weren't allowed to wear uniforms, as we know. Mm -hmm. They policed Sydney's streets, parks, railway stations and wharves and had the power to make arrests. Now, what I've got here is her job applications records. This is incredible. Wow. Like it's all written like in calligraphy. Yeah, yeah, that ye olde You know, the way they they wrote things. Um, It's for Miss Maud Rhodes. Has candidate ever been brought before a police court? Not answered. Or misconducted himself in any way? Not answered. (laughs) Himself. Yeah. Not answered. I like she's just keeping... Keeping, she didn't answer it, yeah. Keeping quiet. Then there's who she was referred by. Mm-hmm. Can't read it. Someone Norton. Mm-hmm. Looks like a woman's name, Angelist, but could be mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the bottom it has remarks. Physique. Good. Nice. Very intelligent. Oh. Well-educated and tactful. Mm-hmm. Experience gained in state children's relief department. Character undoubtedly good undoubtedly good. a very suitable candidate 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 <laughs> that candidate that candidate. was uh by superintendent second e-class deputy uh department of sydney 5th of the 6 1915 inspector general of police just that the fact that there was like himself and does he and you know all of that then there would have had to be a, a moment when someone's gone Oh, we've got to update those forms yeah. at some point. Should we do it this? No, we'll no. wait till next year. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Pe- that, that's acceptable. It's accept- they know what we mean. They know what we mean. We yeah. mean, yeah. We mean the people. The people. It's it's amazing. This like you've got to see it. Like we'll put it up on Instagram. She had all. She's been given what she was supposed to be allowed to do. You know, she has to watch the newspapers and put detectives on the track. 
she has to do she has to get men to go out like by watching the newspapers what do they do what are they watching the newspapers for for crime so if anyone's reported on crime she has to read the newspapers and tell the police officers to go and arrest them or, or something if journalists are onto it before the police wow because it would happen the other way around these days yep Watch the newspapers and put detectives on the track of those who are apparently endeavouring to decoy young girls by advertisements or by any other means. Mm. To patrol the railway stations and wharves when long-distance trains and steamers come in in order to guard and advise women, girls and children who are strangers and have no friends waiting for them. Because mm. maybe they, they would um, think that they're going to get into unruly behaviour. Yeah. Yep, yep. Mm. Or have an abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep young children from the streets and especially at night. Especially. These are all like one, two, three, four, five. These These are her duties. These are her duties. It was like a job description. This is a job description. Amazing. To assist in the prevention of truancy from school. God, she's catching the waggers. Yeah. To patrol slum neighbourhoods and to look after drunken women and to obtain its assistance for their neglected children to keep an eye on houses of ill frame and on the wine shops and hotels frequented by women of the town in order to prevent young girls being decoyed and drugged with liquor on trapped and the last one Mm. to protect women and girls in public parks and when leaving work in the evening yeah, because that's what Lillian used to do is escort people, escort women through Hyde Park after yes. leaving work. And there's a number eight, but I can't read it properly. It's been put in with pen, this oh, one, okay. to assist when practical in enforcing the r- regulations concerning pedestrian traffic. Oh, I, d- I got it. She's a pedestrian... Copper. Copper. Yeah, so... Th- it goes on like she's got she's got three pieces of paper. We'll put them up on our Instagrams. Um, the nineteen fifteen employment register shows that Rhodes was the department's first registered policewoman, being number sixty four, and Lillian Armfeld was number sixty five. Ah, yes. So Rhodes was actually the first one. However, it was Armfeld. It's like that twin thing. It's like oh, I know I'm older, three minutes, <laughs> three minutes older. <laughs> Respect Not your all twins talk like that, but you know. respect your elders. <laughs> Mom, I'm older. <laughs> Clarence is not listening to me. Uh, however, it was Armfield who had the longer career. She also had a role in Rhodes' discharge in 1919. Discharge? Yeah, how is she discharged? On the 25th of November, Rhodes refused to obey a legitimate order. Oh. To go to Central Railway Station. A railway station. Given to her That'll by her it. superior officer, Constable L.M. Armfield. Rhodes was given 14 days' notice and discharged. Maud Rhodes returned to the Children Relief Department in 1921 and became involved in the suffragette movement mm-hmm. and the general push for women's equality. She ran as a candidate in the Petersham Municipal Council election in 1937. She had one child and she passed away in 1956. And that's all we've got on her. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all. She was Lillian, you know, got rid of her. I and said, oh, there is only one. There this is town's only, only big enough for one. Th- that's the one I was looking for. This town's only big enough for one police copper. 
is only space for one Hello. ranger in this town. Hello. I'm the sheriff in this town. Hello. <laughs> Were you trying to do the whistle yeah. thing? <laughs> so, Maud Rhodes. Maud, I didn't all. know that Lillian was responsible for her downfall. If she was. Lillian. And it might not have been a downfall. It was just she didn't want to do a it. firing. Well, she... She said she didn't, didn't want to do it. Want to do it. She didn't want she to go to Central Railway Central. Station again. But it's probably the 17th million know, time she was sent there. job. I know, but you And know. you know what? Police can't pick and choose what they want to do. God, you have some very strong opinions. I do today. have strong opinions about the police. <sighs> good. That was What's good. What's the two-cent coin? Copper. Copper. <laughs> do you love it? We're going home in the back of the DV van. Thank you, cunt. Stable. I'm not cunt drunk stable. Yes. <laughs> These are all the things. The, oh, things, the things we need. Oh, well, Respect that's a- police, please. Respect them. Yeah. Oh, well, that's another episode done and dusted. Uh, hope you're liking our new themed episodes. We're going to keep doing it because I think it puts us on the same page. It's sort of no longer a surprise. So next week, what are we going to do? Well, what we we said. What were we going to do? We women in politics. Women in politics. Okay. Okay. Challenges on. We'll see you then. See you next week. Thank you.